Have you ever wondered why noticing goodness makes the world a better place for someone else? We've been curious, and we wondered what would happen if we asked people to share their stories. So, welcome to the Noticing With Podcast. We're so glad you're here. On this episode of Noticing With, I get to talk with Trina Anderson. Trina is a wife, a mom, a professional coach, and she's also a belly dancer and a roller derby queen. I first came to know Trina about 14 years ago when our kids were in kindergarten together. What I remember from all those years ago was her beautiful smile and how kind she was. She was definitely someone I wanted to get to work with and know better. Over the years, I've been delighted by Trina's hobbies. She's a belly dancer and a roller derby queen. Seriously, how cool is that? One of my favorite things about Trina is how brave she is. And I love the way that she shared about how she navigates her fear in this conversation. I think her process is so inspiring. Trina recently submitted a quote that inspired her to the Notice Network for us to share on our social platforms. It's a Matthew McConaughey quote from his book, Green Lights. Sometimes you have to leave what you know to find out what you know. When we shared the quote, Trina commented on the post to tell us that the quote had carried her through a recent decision to make a big job change. Yet again, I can't help but notice her bravery. Her comment made us want to hear more, so I asked her if she'd join me on the podcast. There are so many nuggets of wisdom and inspiration in this conversation. I enjoyed it so much, and I think you will too. So without further ado, let's do some noticing with Trina Anderson. Hello, Trina Anderson. Hello, Amy. How are you? I'm doing very well today. How about you? I'm good. I'm so good. Just knowing (laughs) that I get to hang out with you makes me happy. You know, it's been a while. It has been a while. And I'm so excited. I know. We've we've known each other for a little while now. A little while now. Because our (laughs) babies are growing up, which is crazy. Kindergarten. I, I thought know. we were going to be in-laws together in <laughs> just, kindergarten. Just for a brief bit. <laughs> yes, I remember just meeting you in kindergarten and being so excited that you were so excited. I mean, just like you were just like happy. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to I'm gonna want to hang out with her. She's great. <laughs> We've had some yes, good times over the we years. We have, we have. So, yes, kids being in school at the same time, yes. in the same grades. And then um, most most recently kid-related I think um I think about going to Orlando. That was the best. That was a something. That was that was a long trip with lots of pieces parts and pieces. So twenty six um, hours on a, bus on a bus with high schoolers. Yeah. It doesn't smell so good. No, no. There were some highs and lows. It was a great trip. It was a great um, trip. But it was a lot. Yeah. So um that's probably that probably brings our like mom connection home. But over the years yes. I have just um I've I've enjoyed watching you do all the things you do and just been such a fan. So it's really cool to get to just sit down and talk to you about that. Well, thank you. Yeah. Thank you for having me today. Absolutely. <laughs> so um, I want to, we'll bring this full circle. Um, the reason that I wanted to reach out to you is because you recently um, had submitted one of your inspiring quotes and had talked about that in our social media. And I'm like, oh, I haven't talked to her for a while. <laughs> I want to know more about this. And so I hope we can come full circle to that. Yes. Um, but before we do that, I would love to ask you our normal questions. Okay. And before we do that, I'd love for you to tell everybody a little bit about you. Oh, gosh. It was a dark and stormy night. <laughs> no. <laughs> 
Um, goodness, it's just, I am, you know, I've been, I am married to my high school sweetheart. So that's a huge part of my life. Um, definitely, he's a huge part of my life. Been together for 29 years. Awesome. And married for tw almost 25. Getting getting close to that 25 mark. So um, that's a big part. And love him more today than ever. So we're definitely uh, one of those good stories. Yeah. And two amazing kids. Um, we talked about the kids a little bit, you know, yeah. kids going through school together, but one that's turning 20 at the end of the month. I Surreal. I'm ready. I know. <laughs> um, and then another, another one, 16. So I have a son and a daughter yes. and they're awesome people. Um, they definitely keep me on my toes. Mm -hmm. um, I've had some interesting out of the box hobbies over the years. So those definitely play into who I am yes. and what I do. So, um, do you want to share about those? I will love to share about those. Okay. So, um, belly dancing was my first one. Yes. And that one was an interesting one. So it came about, I had never like had aspirations to be a belly dancer. You know, I'd really never even watched it before. And my mom was going through a very difficult time. She was pretty depressed and, and having some hard times. And I was trying to figure out what could we do that would be different mm. to go out and do something. And I was looking through um, those Lee Summit Illustrated um, magazines yeah. Yeah. and all the different classes they have. And over at Legacy Park, they had a belly dance class. And I was like, huh, that sounds interesting. Mom, want to go to a belly dance class? And she was like, okay, <laughs> sure, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. And I fell in love. Like, it was amazing. We were in there with all these other women, and we were figuring out that shaking around and, you know, a little extra jiggle's a good thing. Oh. So there was a lot of body positivity. <laughs> That's good. In it. So it was pretty awesome. And, like, my mom was having fun with it, just being with me and the girls, but she definitely didn't see a career in it. <laughs> <laughs> And me, once I'm in, I'm all in. Mm -hmm. So I was really like just enjoying moving through the classes. So we went through like level one and my mom was like, I'm cool at level one, but I really have no interest in moving to level two or anything. And I was like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm in, I'm yeah. game. I got to do this. So I moved on to level two, was loving it, was asked to join the dance troupe and it just kind of went from there. And so we started performing with Troop Duende. Okay. And yeah. And where did you get to perform? Um, we performed all over the place. So a lot of places downtown. Okay. So Arts Bar, different, mm -hmm. um, the French Festival. If you've ever heard of the French Festival, they yeah. do. Yeah. We did huge shows um, during the French Festival. We performed out in Texas. We drove to, I believe it was Iowa or Illinois. I can't remember. One of those I states. <laughs> um performed out there. So I would do, I was an instructor also. So okay. I took on because I just loved teaching people and, um, trying to get them out of their box a little bit yeah, and open their minds. So I was teaching out in Belton for a while and I just absolutely loved everything about it. One of the things that really grew from the belly dance was obviously the dancing skills, but within our troupe, we would go perform somewhere, but there was nobody in our group that wanted to be on a microphone. Oh. And so it felt awkward to me that we would get to a show and just jump into it. 
and like nobody like literally you just start dancing yeah it would just start oh. dancing so there was nobody to like introduce or what are what are we doing what's going on here and I always felt like it should be the leader of the troupe to do it, but she was like, nope, don't have any interest. I dance. I don't talk. I dance. Yeah. Most people don't <laughs> like the microphone. <laughs> exactly. And I didn't know I would love it, but I absolutely loved it. It actually became one of the best parts of belly dancing for me is I could get up there and I can engage and be silly. And I just loved that. That was yeah. so much fun. And I had taken classes in high school and a little bit of college that I went to where I had to speak. And I was like, oh, what am I doing? I don't like this. But this was amazing. I loved it. And so it just really like that was where my love of just public speaking started. Awesome. And so, yeah, I went on with that. I was a belly dancer and a trainer for about seven years. And it's funny, I've looked at the number seven has come up in my life so many times. So I did that for about seven years, but I just started to hit a wall with it. And I just wasn't being creative. I didn't feel that creative passion for it. I was just like, mm, I'm doing it. I still enjoy it, but I'm not being creative with it. Mm. So it's time to it's time to hang it up for a little while. And if it's meant to be, I'll go back to it. Um, so I hung it up and I started my next hobby, um, which turned into a basically six-year career of roller derby. Roller derby. Roller derby. So for anybody who doesn't know what roller derby is, <laughs> say, can you say what it is specifically? Yes. yes. So um, you put on skates. Yeah. And I will tell you, this is not inline skates. When people say, how's your rollerblading going? Don't say that That's to a not, roller derby girl. No, no. no. It's, it's quad eight skates. Wheels. Yeah. Eight wheels, quad skates, and you put on your, your skates, your knee pads, your wrist guards, your elbow pads, your mouth guard, your helmet, and you go out and it's skate fast, turn left, try not to get your lights knocked out because somebody's coming after you, and score some points. It it gets brutal sometimes. Pretty intense. <laughs> it's pretty intense. That's amazing. So yeah, I uh, that's a whole long story of how I got into that, but definitely wasn't um, because I'm just fearless and mm. out there. Um, there was there was a lot of fear that went into that. Yeah, that's a it was it's a pretty crazy sport. And to say that I want to go put roller skates on my feet and get my lights knocked out. <laughs> <laughs> and and so the, I think the thing that's crazy about that is, like, so you've done that, and you're smiling about it, you're talking about <laughs> it, so you obviously have overcome some fear and kept showing up, or, I mean, six years of doing it, you didn't just, like, do it once. No, no. You it got was... good at it. <laughs> I I got good enough. Um, I will never say that I was the, the best, um, but I sure did enjoy it. I love the camaraderie awesome. of it. It definitely uh, sparked a lot of fear in me. Um, and I had to figure out how to overcome that and be brave and still show up. Yeah. And there there was a time where I was ready to be done because I was so scared to show up. And my husband helped me out definitely and said, you need to. You need to just show up. And yeah. I showed up at the rink that night ready for scrimmage. Well, not necessarily ready for scrimmage, but I was going to do it. And that that night was my first night skating with my team. And I will tell you that when they called my name, pretty much the whole room was 
a little darker. Like, you know, you start getting that tunnel vision. Yes. You can't see. You're not breathing properly. No. <laughs> and I went out there, and one of the vets on another team, um, she, she laid me out. Like, full on, I'm skating, brand new to this, don't have a clue what's going on. I'm skating. She lays me out. Like, I didn't see her coming. Oh. And my whole body, like, feet off the floor. First thing to re-engage with the floor is my head. Probably had a concussion. Who knows? But that was the moment I needed. I needed that moment to realize that I didn't die, mm. that you are not broken, that you can stand up and you can do this again. Wow. And it was it was a powerful moment. Yeah. After all the fear all day of you're going to die. Yeah. You're going to be broken. You're never going to make it through this. Yeah. And you started this by talking about your husband and your kids. And, and I think they watched you do that. Yes. I mean, what a model for them. They did. They watched me do it. And my daughter still to this day is a little upset that I have retired at this point because she really liked bragging to her friends that her mom was a badass. That's pretty awesome. So- <laughs> I love that. I love that. So that part was hard to give up. But- yeah. <laughs> it would be. That would be hard to give up. Yeah. So those things that you have done, you've, you called them hobbies. I mean, th- but those were huge pieces of your life. I mean, huge time commitment and you were, you were leading and doing and have they impacted you professionally? And how, how, what would you say about that? Absolutely. I will tell you. So, you know, growing up and I think a lot of women in general struggle with being aggressive, mm-hmm. that we're good girls and we're not supposed to be aggressive. We're not supposed to jump in there and just do things and tell people what we think. And, you know, I struggled with that a lot. And I was a very meek and mild person before all of this to where I really wouldn't stand up. And I think aggressive is different than, I mean, I'm not out there just to pick fights, you know, but we're allowed to stand up and say what we think and who we are. And this really gave me the opportunity to do that, to show that I can go out there and I can be strong. And you know what? It's okay. Wow. So, and the fact that I got to show my kids that Mm -hmm. because they were watching me because it was not an easy thing. There were many nights, oh, the crying, so much crying. You know how there's like no crying in baseball? (laughs) There's a lot of crying in derby. It's okay. It's so much crying. It just goes with the territory. (laughs) It does. Yes. I mean, it's a women's sport. Okay, there are men that play too. But all in all, I played on women's teams. So it's, there's a lot of crying in derby. (laughs) But sometimes you just got to, you got to cry it out. And then you know what? You grab a Kleenex and you wipe it off and you say, okay, let's do this. Let's go again. And if I'm out there crying, that's how it's going to be. But I'm going to go out there and I'm going to do it. Well, I, when I think about, um, you know, getting to know somebody almost, you know, 15 years ago, getting to know you 15 years ago, and then thinking about you having these chunks of sevens (laughs) of of these phases of, um, these commitments and your evolution, the interesting thing to me, and, and this is just an observation. You could, you could say no, but I think it is. <laughs> I think, you know, I, I saw the goodness in you in the beginning as somebody who was kind. And I never would have said you were meek, 
but I never, I didn't really think of you as aggressive either. <laughs> I saw you as kind and positive and really um, committed to your kids and just a great person to work with. And then like thinking about your evolution, it brought out more of you. And so I think we get afraid to be aggressive or afraid to be bold, but actually when we give ourselves permission to do it, we just shine brighter. It's not like we become somebody totally different and right. we're, you know, um, not necessarily, I don't know, I may go back and listen to this and think, oh, Amy, maybe, maybe <laughs> sometimes, maybe not. But what I mean by that is it just seems like it, it, my observation of you is that it lets you just shine brighter. It let you be more of who you are and you kind of had permission to do that or yeah. find who you are. Well, and I, I definitely see where you're going with that. And it's almost like it was always in there. Yeah. But th- it wasn't allowed to come out. There wasn't the permission. Mm-hmm. And when I started to do these things, it was like, I don't need permission. This yeah. is who I am. Yeah. And you know what? I like me. Yeah. And some people aren't going to like me, and that's okay, too. Yeah. But I like I like this yeah. part of me. So I think for me, um, what I, you know, t- tying it into the concept of noticing, I think it's so challenging for people sometimes to accept noticing goodness, especially in the Midwest, because there's like this humility. We're not supposed to necessarily get full of ourselves. Right. But what you just said is so beautiful. You're like, this is me. I like me. And that's... That's enough to notice right there. Right. Like it's, you don't have to be, you know, artificial about it and full of affirmations or whatever. It's kind of a knowing like, okay, hold mm-hmm. on. This is me. This is I me. like me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think from there, like you said, you gave yourself permission. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I do. I, I mean, your daughter may want you to still roller derby, but I think you're a badass just because <laughs> just because of your philosophy. That's awesome. You awesome. Can well, thank you. Sure thing. <laughs> sure thing. Well, we have these questions, and I would love to know your perspective okay. um, on them. So the first question is, what are you thankful for in your life right now? You know, I was thinking about this, and we're always looking for the big, grand, what am I thankful for, all these big things. But over the last couple years... I've thought about this and I really, truly, especially after the the last couple years of a pandemic and all of that, is my health and realizing that I'm healthy and my body allows me Mm. to do the things that I want to do. Yeah. And grateful also that my family is healthy. So we don't have to worry about the next doctor's visit or the next procedure that needs to be done. We truly get to live our lives because our bodies allow us to. Mm -hmm. And I don't think we give ourselves enough, like think about that enough. Yeah. That I can walk into a skating rink Mm -hmm. and go skate. Some people don't get that opportunity. Yeah. And so I'm truly grateful that, my body allows me to do so much. Yeah, it's such a it's such a beautiful thing and it's one of those things I think when when your body doesn't for some reason it's kind of it's big. It's hard it's hard mm-hmm. not to think about it. It's hard not to focus on it. It's hard to go to a different place with it. But then when everything's working normally, we sometimes it's easy to take it for granted because we're so many distractions. Yeah. And so it's so great to just pause. So thank you for the reminder and yeah. um, for, for all of us, you know, just kind of like, hmm, yeah, it's a good thing. It's a good mm-hmm. thing to be thankful for. Yes. Okay. How do you create a positive mindset for yourself? 
Okay, so have you ever read the book Mindset yes. by Carol Dweck? Yes. I love that book. Yes, it's a great book. It's a great book. And I will say that the book has so much. So anybody listening, definitely grab the book yeah. and read it. So worth it. I also love listening to it. I've listened to it so many times. Yes. But the one thing that I use on the daily from that book is the, um, oh gosh, it just, I know it. It just went away. Um, the power of yet. Yes. Do you remember that? Yes. So it is so easy. Like, the world is hard. There's a lot of hard. Nothing's really easy, mm-hmm. per se. And so it's so easy to get stuck in the, ugh, I stink at this. Yeah. I don't know how to do this. Yeah. I'm stupid. And so if you're saying, I can't do this, it's a dead end. Mm. But then when you have the power of yet, it's one word. I can't do this yet. Yes. How does that feel when you say that? So different. And it's crazy. Like in schools, a lot of times that's associated with growth mindset. And when kids are comfortable saying it, it seems normal. Not all kids are comfortable with yet. They they have to be reminded of growth mindset after, usually after about third or fourth grade, which is pretty crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, Because you think like you're nine, you shouldn't be locked in to who you're going to be for your whole life. Exactly. But, but there are a lot, by, by about nine, we do, it's crazy, but it happens. And so when, when a classroom teacher gets really comfortable teaching that, it's crazy the difference in how kids will look at things. And yesterday, I had an all-school assembly with Jamie for I Am Noticed, and the, there was a group of kids who were really comfortable with yet. And they were, they were using it in like practical application. They were really nervous because they were going to have to be on a microphone and speak in front of people. And then all of a sudden they'd be like, yeah, but I haven't done it yet. And you can hear it. And so I heard you say it in a really similar way. Like I would be curious how you use it in your daily life. Cause it's mm-hmm. almost like it gets its own tone and presence. The word like yet, like you, yet. it's like a It's got a, vo- a lot of volume in it. Like it does. It's powerful. It's, it's, it's got hope behind it. Yes. It's got just, you, like I said, no dead end. It's, it's this feeling. It doesn't even maybe have a word, yeah. but it's just this feeling of, so, and one thing in my regular life. So I recently started a new job and I'm sitting in some of these meetings and this company Love them, but they talk in so many acronyms. Oh, <sighs> you don't know them yet. I don't know them. <laughs> I, I have the dictionary, a 14-page dictionary on my computer screen as I'm listening to this to try to keep track of all the acronyms. But there have been times where I'm sitting and listening to the conversation and I'm like, oh, I don't understand what they're saying. I'm never, I, I don't understand this at all. And the, the overwhelm starts. Yeah. I'm never going to do this. I'm never going to be able to do this. Mm. I don't understand. But then you have a moment to, okay, see where your head, where your head is going. Take a deep breath. You're right. I don't know this yet. Yet. But that opens the opportunity for me to learn it. Yes. But if I said, I don't know this, tune out the meeting. I need to find a new career. Yeah. But I don't know this yet. But guess what? That next meeting I sat in on. Two things that you just said. Yeah, we're getting there. And I'm going to learn them every yeah. single time we do yeah. this because I opened it up to yet. Yeah. I think there's like, 
There's, you said there's hope behind it. There's the strategy behind it. There's the confidence behind it. You're implying that you have the ability to know it and that you're going to know it. Right. And so it's, it's really, um, I love, I love your confidence there and the reminder to take that pause. Because sometimes our brains do get going down that overwhelm road before we even realize it. Oh, yeah. So just, we're, we're deep in the trenches before we're like, oh, yeah. I got a ways to pull myself out. Yeah, got to flip that switch now so it don't have to go any further. <laughs> exactly. So good. That's such a great one. The power of yet. The power of yet. Love it. Okay. Um, how do you take time to notice the goodness in yourself and in others? Okay. So noticing the goodness sometimes starts with creating the goodness. Mm. And so something I've noticed recently about myself is, and I'm working on it, is we as people that live in a community together sometimes forget that we are people that live in a community together. And we go to the same grocery stores and we go to the shoe store and we go to all of these places And have you ever noticed the amount of people that will not make eye contact? Yeah. As you're walking and you're staring straight ahead and you realize, ooh, there's a chance that I could potentially make eye contact with this person and you divert your eyes because that's scary. Mm. And I've decided I don't want to do that anymore Mm. because it makes me feel good to catch eyes with somebody and just a smile. And I feel like that is creating a good because Mm -hmm. that person, who knows? Maybe that was the first smile they've received all day. Maybe they've received a million smiles today. Mm -hmm. Hopefully that's the case. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes that can start up a conversation. I can't Mm -hmm. tell you how many times that somebody has gone, hey, how are you? Or good afternoon. Or I say it to them. Yeah. And so I've really put this focus on myself of you're not going to be fearful You're going to try to create the good because we are humans living in a society together. Yeah. So if I can create the good of just making that one little connection, maybe that could create the good moving on. Absolutely. And you don't even know where those ripples are going to go. I mean, if somebody did feel seen that otherwise wasn't going to feel seen, if they knew they were noticed, they might want to notice somebody else. They might, you know, might have a different outlook on their day and then you just I think that's one thing that tickles me the most about noticing in general it's like you don't even know where those ripples go it's just exponential and so it is putting good out there and it makes a huge difference um and I think I think part of one thing I imagine if if someone was listening and was like yeah I don't know if I could do that because I don't know how people are going to respond you know Mm -hmm. I, I I see your your earlier story you shared with us and your confidence, you're learning to put yourself out there as a, a gateway to your now thinking, I'm just going to smile at people. Because, you know, just from a confidence space, you, you kind of have to be ready for whatever their response is, is their response. It's mm-hmm. fine. Oh, yeah. You get the side eye every now you're gonna, and Every once in a while, you know, <laughs> it may not be as friendly as you. and Or, or just maybe that the, there's... um. Now, I want to encourage people not to be disheartened if people don't smile back or aren't paying attention back. People have a lot going on. Exactly. And if, if you're not mindful of it, it's easy to just be distracted, I yeah. think. so. Well, yeah, and it, and it would be easy to smile at somebody, and if they don't smile back, be like, okay, jerk. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I'm trying to be nice to you, and you're not being nice to me. Nope. You're just like, okay. Yeah. 
that that taught me a lesson. Just another goodness Moving put on. out there. Yeah, it doesn't really matter what even happens with exactly. it. Exactly. It didn't yeah. hurt me to smile. No, no. it actually helps. <laughs> exactly. Scientifically, it actually helps. So. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so good. I love that. Um, what kindness have you seen lately? Okay, so this one was funny. So you sent me this list of questions, and I've been thinking about it. And again, I think I was trying to think of something grand. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm not coming up with anything. I'm not coming up with anything. I'm not coming up with anything. And so I mentioned to my husband, I was like, okay. He's like, are you ready for your podcast? And I was like, kind of. I said, this question has just got me stumped. And I'm just worried that I am a jaded person. Because it's, you know, where have you seen kindness lately? And I said, I can't think of a darn thing. I can think of no kindness. And he, he laughed and he was like, I've seen a lot of kindness lately. I was like, really? I like Joe. I know, right? <laughs> he's so good. And he's like, I've seen a lot of kindness lately. And I was like, okay, tell me about it. And so he drives for Budweiser and he delivers. And all the time, he has got stacks of beer on a two-wheeler. And he's walking into convenience stores and um, gas stations and all this. And it's not common for people to hold the door open for him. He's very used to opening and he's not complaining about it. He opens a door, no big deal. He knows how to do it, done it for years. And he goes, the other day I was at a gas station and I had a full two-wheeler and this young guy said, hey, let me grab the door for you. And he was like, oh, thanks, man. And the guy grabbed the door for him. And while he was walking in, the guy said, how's your day going? And he was like, it's good. How about you? And the guy was like, it's going good. And he's like, we went in the store and he bought what he needed to. And he goes, and I was stacking stuff. And he goes, and he made it a point to come over and tell me goodbye and have a good day. So cool. And I was like, wow. Okay. So I was trying to think of this big grand notion. Mm. And there's so much goodness in the small. Yeah. And I was like okay, I needed you to bring me back down to earth mm. to realize that it's those little bitty moments that stack up to the big stuff. Yeah. And so, and just the fact that somebody was nice to my husband. That's right. Good. That's right. <laughs> so great. I mean, I do think there's those little, you know, just goodwill wishes for, for the people we love. And it's just nice to know there's a community out there who's looking out for each other. And yeah. that that guy was so, so intentional so present I mean I don't think it doesn't sound like it cost that young man a bunch of extra time no um it just and that that Joe's still remembering it and that now you're talking about it and somebody else is going to hear it and be like oh I could do that you know I mean that's huge so I think there's a lot of times we um I've asked kids you know like do you think that you that you matter the ripples you put out there matter and it's it's disheartening how many times they'll say no and I'm like, okay, hold on though. And then I think like, <laughs> that's the kind of story I need to tell them. Yes. You know, like it was one guy who held the door one time. Made a huge difference. Yeah. And just, how's your so day, kind. man? Yeah. How's your day? And then it was good to see you. Yeah. Like just circling back. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Thanks for sharing. Yes. And thank Joe too. I will. I will too. Um, so, okay, as I mentioned in the intro, um, you sent in a quote, submitted a quote, of Matthew yes. McConaughey quote, um, 
that meant a lot to you, a positive quote, and we shared that. And the day that we shared it, you put in the comments a little bit of the backstory. Yes. Um, and, and that really caught my attention. Can you share that with us? Um, I, so do you remember the quote? Yes. Okay. Sometimes you have to leave what you know to find out what you know. Oh, it's like one of those. And you, I, I don't need, I love your voice, but I can hear Matthew McConaughey. Oh, yes. Voice, as he says it, yes. So, okay. So sometimes you have to leave what you know to know. To find out. To find out what, what you, you know. know. Mm-hmm. Okay. And when you submitted in the comments, you said you had changed jobs. Yes. So can you tell us a little bit about why that quote resonates with you and what you learned there? Yeah. So I'd listened to the book, Matthew McConaughey's book, and like you said, listening to his voice. Yes, green lights. I green love lights. That book. Listen to the book. It's fun because he tells the story, so it's great to yeah. hear his voice. But he talks about sometimes you have to leave what you know to find out what you know. And I had been in a job. I worked for the Independence Chamber, and I'd been there for seven years. There you are with your seven sevens. Mm-hmm. And I loved my job. Mm-hmm. I loved the people I worked with. They were great. I loved my members and working with the different members and the different businesses. It gave me so many opportunities to, I was public speaking. I was doing a video show. I was getting to go to black tie events. I There were so many great things about this job, but I was just feeling meh. Hmm. Like I had really lost a spark for it. Hmm. And I was struggling with that where like I would go in on a Tuesday morning and I would open my email and people would be asking normal questions, like normal stuff that I would do for my normal job. And I would just feel it like I could feel it inside me. Just, I just, I can't, I can't today. I just can't do this. And it was such a weird feeling because I'm like, there's no reason I should be feeling this way. I'm, I'm surrounded by a lot of great things. Why am I feeling this way? Mm. And so I had just started to look around a little bit at some different opportunities. And I had a friend that brought an opportunity my way. And it was a big deal. And at first I was like reading the job description. I was like, there's no way. I can't do that. Woo. Wait, that sounds familiar. <laughs> that sounds a little bit like belly dancing and roller derby. I know, right? <laughs> you got to start with the I can't. Yes. yes. I knew that was in there. <laughs> I knew that was in there. So, yeah, I was like looking at this job description and I texted her back and I was like, thanks for sending. Looks cool. Can't do it. Appreciate your time. And she came back with a... If I was 100% certain you could do this job, would you at least talk to me? And I was like, oh, okay, I'll at least talk to you. And we talked about this job and it was like, oh my gosh, this is exactly what I want. This would be amazing. It's not the road I saw myself going down. I saw myself going down a completely different road. So that's why I think I was so closed off to it at first. And then she's explaining how I'm going to be coaching people and helping them from a starter level up to a senior level and really changing the the path of their lives. And I was like, oh my gosh, but but I have a really great job right now. How do I leave something good to go to something unknown? Hmm. And am I going to be okay? And, and then, you know, the doom 
swirling of tornado in your head that's the economy is facing all of these downturns right now and am I making a good choice in changing jobs during a recession and you know so I started going into all the crazy thoughts of you know the fear that started to step in of this isn't where you should go right now um but that quote I had it written on a post-it note on my computer screen and I would look at it all the time and sometimes you have to leave what you know to find out what you know And I was like, I know my current job inside and out. I'm Mm. good at my job. Mm. This job, I don't know if I'm going to be good at it. But I'm not going to know if I don't try. Yeah. And so I did. I made the decision. There was lots of praying, lots of soul searching, talking to my astrologist and my Reiki person and all of these different things. Just somebody help me. I need some signs that this is the way to go. But that quote kept coming back. Yeah. And it has been one of the best decisions I have made for my mental health Mm. because come to realize I didn't realize how burnt out I was. Mm. And I've said it a million times. I loved the chamber. I loved the work, but it's a lot and it's constant Mm. and it doesn't stop. And there's really no time to slow down and celebrate the good that you've done before you have to move on to the next. And I think I was just truly feeling that burnout of it. It had been seven years and now stepping into the position I am in, I have had a huge realization of, wow, I actually think I know more than I thought I did. And this, I wouldn't have felt that staying where I was. Mm -hmm. I needed to grow. I needed to expand. I needed to be in a spot where I didn't know everything Mm -hmm. because now it's given me that opportunity to go, okay, I'm coaching people and I'm doing a decent job at it. I'm not bad at it, but I want to be better at this. So now I'm trying to figure out a way to work through a professional development plan that I can now help my people but I also want to teach it to my coworkers so that they can continue to help because they all have, have talked about wanting to be better coaches. So it's really opened me up to this too. So now I'm finding out just within this quote of sometimes you have to leave what you know to find out what you know. And I think I'm finding that out right now. Yeah, it, you, you're finding out what you know in that space. I'm curious, like... Has it changed what you know about you? Is it, is it just the, the, the difference between you doing this job versus this job? Or is it like, wait, I am also this person. I can also do this. Are you more confident in who you are after making a leap like that? That's a great question. And was it too loaded? No, Sorry. no, it, it is not at all. It's I mean, actually, I, can, it's, I can see the duality. Like there'd yeah. be part of me that wouldn't feel as confident, but I would also maybe feel even more confident that, hey, I did this thing and I'm doing it. So I'm just, I'm curious. Yeah. And there is, you know, fake it till you make it sometimes. And that's not the best quote in the world because it's just whatever. We're, we're all faking it all the time, but Having to go out there and just show your confidence, even when you're not confident, that's a skill in and of itself. And that's actually some of the skills I'm trying to teach my junior level people right now Mm -hmm. when they're terrified to, I have to facilitate this next meeting and I'm not ready. I don't know what to do. 
well, guess what? You're going to walk in and you're going to sound confident while you do it. Yeah. And if you bomb it, mm-hmm. okay, you bomb it because you're not great at it yet. Yet. I was going to say, because you have that strategy sitting yes. there. Yes. And so I have had many a meetings where I have presented something and I get off and I'm like, mm, I wish I'd mm. said this. I wish I'd done that. Sure. But I know next time, mm-hmm. guess what I'm going to remember? Yeah. I'm going to do that. So. Well, I think it's interesting when you say that, like, I, I think a lot of times when people think about being 100% confident, we don't, I'm going to think this through before I say it out loud. But... <laughs> I'm trying to find it in my mind. I, I feel like I get into a lot of conversations with people around confidence where it's like, if I'm 100% confident, there's not necessarily room for improvement. And I disagree with that strongly. Hmm. I think I could be 100% confident and I'm always looking for room for improvement. I mean, I I love the, my concept is like being a person of excellence. You s- do 10 things and you do nine of them well, you celebrate those nine and you look for ways to improve that 10th. Yeah. And I feel like that is ultimately, that's me at my most confident is when I'm in that space because we're never going to be done. We're, we don't, you know, can't get it wrong because you're never going to be done kind of thing. Exactly. You know, that's me and my, so I, I appreciate giving, especially imagining junior, younger people who are just starting out like, wow, I Really wish, maybe somebody did and I was hard-headed and didn't hear it, <laughs> but I really wish I would have um, earlier in my career accepted the the space that says you're going to grow and you're going to, you don't have to have this all figured out. You don't have to be a hundred percent ready. And right. I think women tend to do that more than men. We Absolutely. need to be a hundred percent. I need to have this completely buttoned up and then I can present it yeah. opposed to like just get putting it yourself out there. And yeah. that's kind of a theme I hear from our conversation today is your, and probably why I'm so drawn to you and your story. You've been willing to put yourself out there and then figure it out. Yeah. In those spaces. Definitely. Well, and like we were saying earlier of just showing up. Yes. I think sometimes you have to do that to motivate yourself to continue to move. Mm. So like I had started this thought process of this professional development program at work and I had it in my head mm-hmm. and I was jotting ideas here and there and I had it on my to-do list and there would be days where I'd be like, nope, didn't make it to that today. Mm-hmm. Move it to the next day. Nope, didn't make it to that today. And so it became a back burner thing. Mm-hmm. I really wasn't focused on it. And then I got to talking to somebody and we were talking about coaching and growth and development. And I was like, well, I have these ideas And so I started telling her about it. And she's like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. You should do this. We should work on this together. And I put it out there. So at that point, I'm like, oh. Okay. Okay, well, I guess we're all in. Moved up to the front burner. Exactly. So, But it was that just showing up type thought where I have now shown up. Oh, I guess I got to continue with it now. Yes. But now I feel the motivation. It's on my to-do list every day to put a little bit more, you know, chunk yep. some time out to put some more thought into it or do a little bit more research. Yes. But I'm not just Xing it off and being like, nope, didn't happen today. I'm like, you know what? I'm blocking 30 minutes on my calendar because yeah. I really just want to think about that today. Yeah. Because it's in motion. So you just have that momentum. That's exactly. so great. That's so great. Oh. I feel like I could talk to you all day long. I know, right? This is so great. Is there anything we didn't talk about that you would like to talk about? Or anything you want to say before we go? Um, 
Something that we talked about earlier that I think is good for everybody to know is, and I think social media is awesome and horrible all at the same time. (laughs) Yes. And I'm going to say most people think that way. I think so. Um, But we see the grand things people are doing in life. We don't see the stuff they're not doing or the stuff that's bad or falling through the cracks. We see the highlight highlight reel. reel. We see the highlight reel. And what we don't see sometimes is we see people doing these big things and we're like, they're fearless. Mm -hmm. And we had talked about fear and being fearless. And you had mentioned with me Mm -hmm. seeing my hobbies and thinking that I was fearless. Yeah. And I will tell you a hundred percent, I am not fearless. I am scared of everything. I will overthink with the best of them. So I don't like the word fearless, but I do like the word brave. Yes. Because brave is feeling the fear and doing it anyway. And so I think if you think, oh, I have to be fearless, and you're watching people on social media be fearless and do these great things, well, I'm not fearless, so I can't do that. Mm. I have a lot of fear. But if you say, I'm brave, and those people are brave, they're going out there and they're living their dreams, well, I'm brave, and I can be really scared but I'm still going to step out and live those dreams also. Yeah, that's huge. It's such a distinction. And um, I think one thing I've tried to curate in my mind over the last decade is how to notice people with integrity. Um, my intentions with noticing were always great. I always wanted, they were always pure. I always wanted people to know I saw goodness in them and to see that goodness in themselves and then that's beautiful in mm-hmm. my mind I, I love that but one thing that I've learned over time is is the pause the the gentle the genteel nature of the notice and, and so when somebody has a big personality uh, a bright personality I might want to just go in hard and say like I see this in you you know <laughs> but learning that what I see on the outside may not be exactly how the person would describe it on the inside and honoring that even more than what I see has become something I've tried to curate how to how to do and how to tell people about. Um, so I never again, I hope it never comes out of my mouth again to say that you're fearless. <laughs> but the it, it, it's so much deeper and better and more beautiful to me to understand it that it's bravery. I mean, I'm actually 10 times more inspired by that. <laughs> um, it, it, you have inspired me over the time I've known you um, to, to go for things. Just I'm, I see that in you, and I, I think that is really noble. But I didn't um, know until I knew. <laughs> yep. That there was so much more of a of a gift there, which is the lesson of just being brave, and and not waiting to be brave, but getting it, getting them the, yourself in the place so you can get that momentum. Yeah, it's just pretty. It's pretty huge. I learned a lot just getting to talk to you today. So I know everybody else will too. <laughs> thank you for being you. Well, thank you, and thank you for having me, You're and thank beautiful. you for being you and 
being Thanks. out there and doing all of the amazing things that you're doing. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. Bye. We'll just wrap this little conversation <laughs> up now. Noticing With is brought to you by the Notice Network. Our mission is to help people notice the goodness in themselves and others, and we hope you always feel welcome in our space. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at the Notice Network, and we hope you'll visit us online to check out our blog and online store at thenoticenetwork.com. I hope you enjoyed this episode and that you're looking as forward to the next one as I am. Until then, I hope you feel seen, I hope you feel heard, you know you matter, and that you can share that goodness with the people in your life.